Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wolves Weekly, Matchday Live Extra. Tottenham Hotspur 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. A double from Jao Gomez, either side of a Dejan Kulusevski strike, gives Wolves another memorable win away at Tottenham. It's the third time in five visits that Wolves have won at this stadium, the fourth time in six away games since promotion that Wolves have won away to the side from North London. And only the third time in Wolves history that they have completed a league double over Tottenham Hotspur. That is simply remarkable. And they did it in what genuinely, and I don't use this word lightly, is remarkable fashion. Because when I read these statistics to you, it doesn't quite tell the story of what we witnessed. Tottenham had 71% possession in the game to Wolves 29. In the second half, it was 77 to 23. And yet, the shot count is 15 to 12, and Wolves had seven shots on target compared to Tottenham's four. In terms of corners, Tottenham had 10, Wolves had four. Um, but as you would imagine, uh, things like counter-attacking stats and all those kind of things are all in Wolves' favour. Um, 721 passes Tottenham attempted in this game Wolves just 295 and yet when Wolves got the ball they were a threat the first goal came from a set piece that was whipped in by Pablo Sarabia and headed home by Jao Gomez from about eight yards out central position good blocking work by Maximilian Kilman. right at the start of the second half Dejan Kulusevski Spurs a lifeline got them back on level terms clever work on the right hand side of the box Wolves maybe could have felt they could have got a couple of tackles in but evaded it and poked the ball through the legs of Jose Sarr at the near post and it was all Spurs at that point and then Pedro Neto from a Tottenham corner ran nearly the length of the field had the composure to turn and pull it back and Jao Gomez who'd started the attack swept it home and then Wolves' defensive duties. They could have got more goals. Matt Doherty hit the side netting. Rainer Nori hit the side netting. There was a blocked effort for Jean-Rick Nebelgar when he was played through. Pablo Sarabia in the game has forced the goalkeeper into two or three absolutely world-class saves. All the story nationally will be about Tottenham slipping up and not able to get things. But we have to tell the story from the old goal perspective. Claire Hakeman is alongside myself, Mikey Burrows. And this is a day that many supporters will remember for a long, old time. Yeah, it's another successful day out in London, isn't it? And obviously the double over Spurs as well. Like, what a moment that is at this incredible stadium to be able to, 
you know, take all th three points and, and take the lead twice. I think it really knocks the stuffing out of you when you, you concede a goal straight after the, the half-time break. And, and actually for us, I think it did rock us for probably 10 or 15 minutes. I think we really struggled to get any quality possession. But we did grow into the half. We didn't have masses of possession, but we, we maximised the things that we're good at, which is breakout moments. The, the chance for Bellegarde was, you know, fantastic. Sarabia had one that was a breakout opportunity. But the goal itself... I mean, I think you just got to give absolute credit to Jao Gomez, who is, you know, it's it's as if he's always in and around the box and always taking shots at goal because one chance and what a finish that is for the for the winner. Unbelievable. Just the composure, the way he controlled the ball that was fired at him quite, you know, with quite a bit of pace on it, with a slight bobble, and he's controlled it and absolutely just lashed it into the goal as if he does that every day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just great for he, us. He scored on his debut at Southampton and he kind of thought, oh, hello, what have we got here? And you look at his stats and he'd only scored three goals in his life up until that point and you kind of thought okay we understand that's not the main part to his game we're not likely to see him in and around those areas um let's go back to the first goal because nobody really expected him to be in the penalty area for that corner let alone get on the end of it and you said in commentary it is an excellent header technically the ability to do what he did is actually really impressive. Yeah, and I mean, a bit. he just made it look so easy, didn't he? You know, he, he gets it at the perfect height, manages to get time his header perfectly, which is actually hard in itself to do, and then directs it, just into, guides it into that far corner, but does it so comfortably that he, again, looks as if it's easy for him and this is what he normally does. And actually, we're going, what an unbelievable goal that is and why is he not doing it more often? Um. His game plan and the way he plays, and I had a long conversation with Lee Nader and Andy Thompson after the Brentford game last week, where you talk about in those type of games when teams will allow Wolves to have the ball and will sit off, maybe Jao Gomez is not the man. Maybe it's Tommy Doyle. But in these type of games, boy, is he the man. Yeah, he's the presser, isn't he? You know, he goes and gets the ball back. He's, you know, the stats don't lie. If you look at tackles for Wolves, he's the top man. You know, 68 tackles before today's game um, with Lamina followed closely by 59, then Samedo. So he is the man that breaks up the play for us. He is resilient in the way that he absolutely guns for that ball. Like, he does not want to let anybody else have it. It's like he wants the ball back. He's, 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 he's relentless in his desire to get the ball back and I think like I read a little bit about Gary O'Neill the way that he spoke when he was out suspended he trained no differently to the way that he plays nothing dropped from his attitude performance it was all the same because I think he just he just wants to get the ball back and that's what he does and how good is he for that but he's shown us today another aspect to his game that I think we maybe need to see other you know a few more goals from him now normally I uh, say normally we would complain a lot about officials so I say this tentatively. Anthony Taylor today seemed to allow an awful lot to go. And did that, in your view, actually help Jao Gomez and Wolves in the way they went about the game? Yeah, I think it possibly did. And I think it was, you know what? It's my kind of game. I love tackles. So, you know, I'm a defender. So I, I love the way that the, he let the game flow. He he, he, d he did let us have the, the, the ball. He didn't let he didn't give away too many soft free kicks. Everything was for a decent challenge. Um, but it is unusual. I think that's the first time in a long time I can actually say a referee's let 
quite a lot of significant physical challenges go without giving any any free kick to either side. Um, and I think it probably did play into our hands. You think today they had Pedro Porro and Udogi that were out. They're the top two tackling players for Spurs. So actually their biggest threats in that, that sort of area of the game were, were not in their starting eleven, and they would normally be there. So actually maybe it did all play into our hands today. You know, last we did capitalise at Molyneux when they had a few defensive players missing, but... I actually think there's just huge credit to Wolves today on the way that we went about the game. And I think we rocked them. I don't think we let the crowd really get going. Even when they scored their goal, I still think once we'd rode the storm a little bit, it felt quite comfortable. We didn't let them get in behind. We allowed them no space. We stayed compact. You, you just made the great point there that I was going to make. Um, it, in a really nerdy sense, it's called a low block, isn't it? Where you sit so deep that you don't allow the space in behind. And we don't always see it from Wolves, but absolutely they allowed Tottenham to play and we saw and the way Tottenham go about things I, I mean I, I genuinely I really like watching Spurs I think they're an excellent team under Postacoglu and the way that um, certainly Emerson Royale effectively played as a midfielder rather than a, a right back and Ben Davis was high but it meant that Wolves were happy for that for the defenders the two central defenders to have the ball midway inside Wolves half because it meant there was no room for people like Madison. And actually, they, they ended up keeping James Madison ridiculously quiet. Yeah, and like all of their big name players, the players that you worry about when you see the team sheet, Richarlison, we didn't see a lot from any of them. And Son, didn't see anything from him either. You know, we, we did keep them very quiet in the game. And, you know, it, it, to me, that second half, once we'd conceded the goal and we'd gone 2-1 up, it very much felt like what Brentford did to us. <laughs> you know, it just looked like the same thing. We were sitting in nice and compact, nice and tight, giving them no space and just absorbing all the pressure and making really difficult for them, making little space, trying to find little pockets, but never quite come up. But we've got to give credit as well to Jose Sar in there because I think one in particular save and a second probably in that second half period, it changes the game if one of those goes in and, you know, credit to him that he's contributed. I think every players contributed today because it you know it was that kind of performance wasn't perfect and uh, they'll be frustrated won't they in the, in the manner of the goal they conceded and how quickly after half time that it happened it was very soft wasn't it you know he just got you know even the, the the start of that play down that right hand side we, we had a couple of opportunities we could have cleared it and we actually didn't we were a bit lackadaisical I thought we just weren't quite at the races as such we kind of let them drift in down the sideline then he's just literally glided I think Dawson nearly thinks about making a challenge then I think he thinks possible penalty position if he goes down easily and he just toes it through so you know it's it's not exactly the goal of the century but it is a soft goal for us to concede nothing that we'll be disappointed with it but I think to show the character to come back is is always the most important bit and that's what we seem to keep doing yeah and it and it is one one blot on on what was otherwise an exceptional defensive performance um Timo Werner delayed uh, by Craig Dawson twice throwing his body in the way um and it's funny isn't it when you look at um how many risks we were prepared to take and when you compare it to seasons gone by when sometimes it felt safe and walls were overly safe and I don't know Claire whether you feel that there is more of an ability to take a risk when you're in the position we are in the table than maybe we've been in previous seasons or whether it's a, a mentality thing anyway. There's just a level of confidence, I think, that you, you know you actually think we could do something. There's always that feeling now that 
You know, even the Man United game, it didn't, didn't come off, but we got that late equaliser, albeit we gave it away at the death. But actually, that's what we can do. We keep changing games, turning moments on its head. We're not predictable, is what I'd say. I think we, we you know, we're scoring so many more goals than we, we scored last season. It's so much better for the fans to watch as well. Like, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's a, a brand of football that people are going to keep wanting to come back and watch. You're not going to be getting a ticket easy at Molyneux. And that's, I think that's great. Like, it builds momentum. It feels like a positive atmosphere. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a Wolves fan. It's funny though, isn't it? Because if Wolves didn't get anything from this game and people look at the stats and see that they had about 30% possession, people go, well, that wasn't very good. And yet, when you come away from it, having obviously been here and seen it in the flesh live and come away from it with a win, nobody cares about that possession stat. No, and I think first half we dominated, didn't we? I think there was, we could have easily been turning up at half-time. I think we had the better of the play in the first half, not the possession. But if you look at most of our games that we've won... Uh, at points, the Chelsea game, wherever else, you'll probably see that they had the majority of possession, but we've been, as we do, which is great on the break and direct with our play. And, and again, this the positive for me again today is that we've done that without Cunha and we know how important he's been to the the, rem- the the rest of our season. He's been so integral to, you know, how many involvements in goals, 41% involvement in goals. But today we've added another assist for Sarabia. We've added another assist for Neto. They're on 15 assists between the two of them in the Premier League. I just think that's, that's ace, isn't it? We've got goals and we've got creativity all over. We've got goals from lots of different positions like it's last season where we literally looked at what Neves uh, and Pedence they both finished on six goals was it last season what you know what I mean like it's crazy isn't it we're on nine goals for Cunha 10 for Huang Lamina on four we've now got Joe Gomez chipping in with two today it's great isn't it like you, you don't know we're not predictable goals can come yeah. from all over and I mean there was a moment in the first half where Craig Dawson kept uh, sorry in the second half where Craig Dawson kept a corner alive and Mario Lamina's hitting a kind of horizontal scissor kick towards goal uh, they're just they're just playing with a freedom and and part of that for my view Claire comes from Pedro Neto you know because you can tell when this Wolves team are on top form by him and his body language and the way he goes about the game and there is that moment when the when the attack for the ultimate winning goal starts and he makes a, a choice and we've seen him in recent games, Brighton away, where he had a couple of moments where he kind of got in and maybe chose not to shoot and didn't know whether he was doing the right thing. And then he follows it up with a couple of goals. But you start to think, you know, like against Brentford, you're thinking, did he take on his player enough? And, and that's the question mark. Today, there was that split second where it's like, I'm going. And once he'd gone, good luck catching him. Yeah, and that that's what we... It's almost like exactly how you say that Brentford game. I was kind of frustrated. He didn't, he didn't kind of drive past his man enough. And I think that's the best part about his game when no one wants to be good one-on-one and taken on by, you know, running backwards towards your own goal by Pedro Neto. But in that moment, I remember thinking as it was developing for the second goal, thinking, oh, I think he's took a touch too too much now. I think he's going to end up losing it with this corner. But then he manages to keep his composure. He turns back, stays on his feet. Loads have been slipping over today. So he manages to keep, keep his foot in and... Puts a great ball back in to Gomez, and obviously the, the finish is there for all to see. But I just think he's he is a player of them. He drives standards, doesn't he? I think Neto. You can see his frustration when things aren't right. He hates it. You can tell. You you watch on the sideline his frustrations at how things are not great. I think he pushes everybody else to be better. And actually, you need somebody like that in the camp. 
She says, never mind keeping hold of Neto. We have to ensure we keep hold of Gary O'Neill and back him in the summer to continue building this team. Spencer says, wow, what a team. But the club owes me a doner kebab pot noodle as I dropped mine in celebrating the <laughs> final whistle. I really do love you, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, Kate says, oh, my God, what a match. Claire was fabulous. Well done, wench, as we say. <laughs> Miss Tomo too, though, obviously. Uh, Rocking Chair Dave says, I feel really proud hearing our fans singing all the songs, old and new, in North London, where the teams with so much money play and we cut them apart on our budget. Ah, lovely. It's just one of those, again, you know, I, I don't... Actually, I do want to dwell on this. I was going to say I don't want to dwell on it, but I do because I, I've been immensely fortunate to have covered this club for as long as I have and seen as many games as I have. And I'm, I'm well past 500 now. I'm, I'm an old man in football in terms, not quite as old as Tomo, but still. Um, and yet, you know, I was driving down here today and uh, speaking to a friend of mine who works at another football club. And I was kind of going, you know, sometimes you can get to a stage in football where you kind of like, I'm not sure about today and I don't know how it's going to go. And, and you wonder, and then you turn up and you... You see something like that, that of all, you know, the hundreds of games that I've covered, probably top 20 in terms of excitement. And yet, and I say that knowing that, you know, we weren't amazing and we weren't controlling a lot of it. And actually the one here a couple of seasons ago when Raul Jimenez scores and we win 3-2, probably still above it in terms of the drama. But the ability of this game to produce moments that live with you forever still astounds me after all this time it's what it's what we seem to do this season it's definitely been a, a you know a moment of the season the man city game at home the spurs game at home the chelsea game away you know today as well i just think they don't know when they're beaten either like i think we could have so easily i think the first half performance by the way today was was very good i think all over the pitch they were on it we felt in control of the game. We went in 1-0 up and we deserved it, but we both said at half-time, we know Spurs are going to come back. They score within one minute. You kind of think it's so easy for them to capitulate at that moment. They lost their confidence, I think, slightly. We could have easily lost 3-1 here today from that moment, but what they didn't do was just give in. They just they got together. They got the character. They got the composure back. They, they created another moment for the fans. It's just a it's just a dream to watch, isn't it? And I think sometimes you take you don't want to take these moments for granted because, you know, last season we were what grinding out clean sheets and that felt amazing at points when it was a nil nil or a, you know like and that was the thing like oh my god we've kept a clean sheet today we've created a moment and a memory where we've beat Spurs away and done the double over them this season like absolutely fantastic from them they should be so proud they're making all the fans proud there's a real buzz about us and it. You know, we've got an FA Cup run to still potentially go at as well. I just feel like, like you said, there's, what's the risk? We're in a good position in the league now. We can actually go and take a few risks and, and push it a little bit and see what we can get out of these players that we've got. And at the 25-game mark, only five games off, five points off guaranteed safety. 35 points. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I thought, but who thought that we might even be sitting here? What sort of season did people think we might have? I think that you know the Man United game on that first day, we didn't take anything from it, but there was like a moment where we all went, "Wow, that was you know he's had only a few days we've lost, but a few days to work with him. We've created twenty odd chances at, at Old Trafford. Did maybe this could be the start of something? But after a few games, there was a bit of negativity that you could feel around, and now we sit in here and we've scored. 38 goals, whatever, 39 goals, uh, 40, 13 games to play. 
smashed our goal scoring record from last season. We've got goals from all over the pitches. You know, it's exciting, isn't it? Here's one for you. Um, we are only six points away from last season's total already. And there's, what, 13 games to go. Um, we are only 10 points away from the points tally of Nuno's final season. Um, and you start to look at it and you go, OK, uh, first season up, 18-19, 57 points, 19-20, 59 points, 21-22, which ultimately, obviously, we slipped out the, of the top places on the final day, ironically, away at Liverpool, where we're going to be again. <laughs> Um, and that's that's the one worry in the back of most Wolves fans' minds that they don't want it to slip away in the way it did under that Bruno Large season. But that tally was 51. And there's a good chance this team can get close to that, I think. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely that. And I think we've just got to keep, uh, we've just got to keep pushing. I think I kind of thought after that Brentford performance, I just think this group keep bouncing back. So I kind of thought today had an, had a, there was a moment and an opportunity today to bounce back. But equally, with losing Cunha in the week as well, I still think that we could have so easily lost here today and then go on, you know, on, on a little bit of a run. Now, next week will be probably the interesting one for me against Sheffield United because I think that's a game where we're going to have lots of possession. How are they going to play against us? Are they going to open up or are they going to sit nice and tight and be hard to break down? Those are the games that interest me a little bit more in terms of today. We knew that we'd probably get in behind. We'd create moments because we'd be on the break and, you know, they wouldn't expect it as much. But today, uh, next week in Sheffield United, I think that at home as well at Molyneux, that's a big game, that. And uh, and we go back to the conversation we were having about Xao Gomez and the fact that today is a day for him. But actually, could you ever drop the guy who's just scored two goals and won the game at Spurs? I don't think you can now. I wouldn't even want... I, I don't like... To, I wouldn't like to see a, t a team without him in it, but I do get there has to be rotation. Also, I totally trust Gary O'Neill with what he's done this season in terms of him knowing who is best for the right moments and it'll all be about the game plan and, you know... He spoke very early, didn't he? And he went live on TV and spoke about the game plan and people thought, oh, it might come back to, to bite you, that. But it absolutely hasn't. And we've carried on winning games and, you know, things that people don't expect of us. We've we've gone and broken all the rules, really, and, and, and pro provided a great spectacle again for the Wolves fans today. I like that. Wolves are breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. We Not being predictable, we're yeah. breaking it. We no, weren't, breaking we weren't supposed to be here. We weren't supposed to be in this position. Every when um, understandably in some cases when the when the head coach walks out six days before the campaign starts, but I, I always felt you know that people were writing us off too soon, that people weren't. Then I mean obviously I'd seen our preseason games and I'd seen some of the ways that we'd started to play and and you kind of go okay I and I said to a few people privately like I don't think this squad is as bad as as people make out. And you look at the teams that come up and you go, oh, yeah, I think I think we've got a good chance. I, I didn't think we'd be this far ahead of where we are now. But you look through that team and all of a sudden there are lots of players that we're starting to talk about big teams might want to take from us in the summer. Yeah, I, th I totally. I think people thought we'd capitulate and... You know, I think the story from probably a few Wolves fans was the fact that it would it might be okay because there'll be three teams worse than us. Well, that you know we've more than smashed that out the water because we don't we don't even worried about that. And I think that's how we it's how you want it to be. But there's so much potential all over the pitch. You've seen Ain't Nori um, probably looked like he was going to fade away last season, come back to the front again and keeps putting performances. You've seen Totti Gomez secure his place in the starting eleven in what mostly is a pretty solid 
back five line. Um, we've seen Lamina and Gomez form a great, fantastic partnership. Uh, you know, our front four, when all available, well, they're unplayable. Like, you'd hate to defend against most of our front th four. And actually, because there's so many of them in the different angles, we must be very hard to set up against, very hard to defend against. And we know that they're on their day, any one of them could contribute. Can I push you for a player of the match today? Oh, that's so tough. That's if it, well. It's, I think it's going to have to be Gomez, isn't it? I think on the but you know, I'd, Craig Dawson. I thought today was exceptional at the back. He just got in the way of blocks. Brilliant headers at massive moments. Uh, but I do think it can only be Joe Gomez. Those contributions, too. It's unbelievable. So good. Certainly his day. Uh, certainly Wolves Day today. Claire, thank you very much indeed for being with me. Um, what a day to be a Wolverhampton Wanderers supporter again. The ups and downs of following the old gold, winning away at Chelsea for the first time in 45 years, beaten at home by Brentford, winning away again at Tottenham Hotspur. And this is a very good Tottenham team, by the way. And to create a th only a third ever league double against Tottenham Hotspur. These are special moments indeed. You can get all the reaction, of course, across the Wolves social media channels at Wolves, at wolves.co.uk as well. Wolves Express will be out on Monday morning with plenty more reaction to this game too. And look out for the latest episode of Wolves Weekly on the way on Tuesday as we start to look ahead to the big weekend coming up. Sheffield United at home next Sunday. We will see you for that with Match Day Live on the air, 45 minutes before kickoff. Whatever you do, enjoy the rest of the weekend and the week building up to that because it's always great when Wolves win away. Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra. Sports Social Podcast Network.